Good morning. How good is that sunshine? We're going to start this morning, maybe just slightly differently to usual. So we're going to start this morning with a prayer. Feel free to sit, stand, whatever you wish to do. But please bow your heads. Father God, you've shown us what is good and you've shown us what is required of us. And today, Lord, we come together to contemplate, to worship, to focus, to engage to share, to have fellowship, to enjoy, to experience. We welcome you, Father, into this room, into our hearts, into our lives. And we thank you for sharing our lives with us. Please guide my thoughts this morning. Please guide our thoughts, our prayers, our songs, our worship. We so want to make you happy, Father. Please bless us all. Amen. We're going to start this morning with the announcements that Steve's going to lead us for and then the pastoral prayer. Steve. Thank you, Trevor. Good morning, everyone. Uh, particularly warm welcome um, to, to those of you who are visiting this morning, Richard and Margaret and Jeff, and it's good to see Ian here. It's lovely to see Dorothy back with us this morning as well. Pleased that you're well enough to be here. I hope I haven't missed anyone. Care News. Part of the reason that we were late in starting this morning was because there was a prayer meeting this morning for... Um, Jack and Mary and so um, we have been remembering already um, the difficult situation that Mary finds herself in with a poor prognosis for her um, for her cancer for her lymphoma at the moment and I'm sure that everybody's thoughts and prayers are with Jack and Mary at this time uh, as they face the difficult time they have ahead it is good to see Dorothy here. I haven't managed to ask her how she's feeling, but um, I hope you are feeling much better and I'm pleased, we're all pleased to see you here today. I don't have any news on the success of Anne Curtin's operation, so if anybody's able to tell me. If not, then we'll commit to finding out this week and letting people know next week. Obviously we also think of Norman and Margaret um, as they are so close to Jack and Mary and the, um, the difficult times that they'll be facing as well. And uh, finally we're thinking about you too, Becky, as you uh, go through your final phase of pregnancy and cope with all the difficulties that that brings and the excitement and trepidation too. Um, I had a phone call yesterday 
also uh, alerting me to the fact that Matt Cheshire has um, asked to withdraw from his responsibilities in the meeting, uh, mainly youth activities and other things. And um, it was Vicky who phoned me actually, and she reminded me that we haven't seen Matt really for a couple of months now, and he's not um, in a particularly good place from a spiritual perspective. So. Um, given that he's now made this step, I think it's important that everybody knows and that we find a way to uh, to reach out to Matt and help him to know that we are uh, concerned about him and that we want him to come closer to us and to our Heavenly Father. So that's all the care announcements that I have. Is there anybody else that you would like us to think about at this time? Well, let's pray then together. Father, we've just had our minds drawn to the fact that there have been some difficult times, both personal and collective, here over the last year or more. And we do pray that you will comfort those who don't feel confident enough to put their hands up or to ask for help. And for those who struggle from day to day to feel a part of things here we pray that you will build us up and help us to help us to focus on you and your son Jesus so that we are strengthened by example and so that we throw our energies into things which are positive and uplifting and ignore or put behind us things that damage our relationship or undermine the confidence and strength that we're encouraged to have in you one positive thing Lord that we ask for your blessing on is the work that's going on at Ashton and this service that they'll be having there today that Jack will be leading Lord the energy and effort that's gone into that youth club for so many years now has been quite remarkable and it seems as though there's an opportunity for some of those people to make a step to become closer to you and we pray Lord that you will reach out to them that you will call them that you will touch their hearts that they will understand that there is so much more richness in a life which is lived close to you than one which is far away Lord we've talked about Jack and Mary and Norman and Margaret and the difficult times that they are going through with Mary's illness in particular and we've prayed to you about it this morning and we confirm that prayer and we request your hand in healing Mary if that is to your glory Lord and we pray for strength for those four people and for those who care for them that they might feel your touch through fellowship and might be given the strength to cope with the difficult times 
We pray that you'll continue to be with Dorothy and Philip and with Anne, with Becky and with John. And we also pray that you'll be with Mike and Sue Hardy as Sue struggles with her current difficulties and the treatment that she's receiving. Father, we just bring these people before you. We know that sometimes we can find answers in our hearts and ways of dealing with people that are practical and helpful and spiritually uplifting and other times we're just at a loss. And we pray that you will help us to work through that fog, to put down the human temptations to ignore or to hope that someone else is coping with it and to be the ones that act on your behalf for other brothers and sisters. And we think especially of Matt Cheshire at this time and ask that you will help us to reach him and that indeed you will reach him, Father, and uncloud his mind and bring him comfort and understanding and a real sense of closeness to you and your son Jesus. We ask all of this in his name. Amen. It's a little bit smaller church this morning than it was last Sunday. It's been quite a week. And in some ways it's a little bit hard to think that this time last week there were potentially 200 people meeting to remember Jesus at this point. We got together last weekend to think about our relationship, to think about our fellowship, and to think about how it drove our actions, how it made us work. And a quick recap, just in case it's passed you by, of what happened last weekend. Amongst other things, Bethel Festival on the Sunday afternoon roughly summed up as 200 Christians hitting a field here in Manchester, an empty field, and filling it with 200 other people who turned up to see what was going on. And by the time we left, do you believe our mark? Last weekend was challenging. Last weekend was focused. I think a few people would agree with me that last weekend was quite emotional. Last weekend went forward and was delivered in faith. There was all sorts of things that happened last weekend that we hadn't tried before as a church. It was groundbreaking. It was new ground we were stepping out on. And actually, it was quite scary. But it also gave us a view for the future. It gave us a view of our potential as a church. It gave us a a view of what we can achieve, what we can work together towards, how we can focus our attention on, on really positive things of bringing people to Jesus. How did last weekend affect you? I can sum it up in one word. <clears throat> Tiring. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I 
thoroughly enjoyed last weekend, if enjoyed is the right word. But it took all my energy. And it meant this week I went back into work and that was what I managed to do this week. Nothing else. And that really challenged me. Because actually, again, what we should be focusing on is what we did last weekend. And what we should be focusing on is doing last weekend every weekend. Oh, there's a few shop faces. I don't mean a fellowship weekend. I do mean going out and preaching to our community and sharing the good news of the gospel and showing God and Jesus to the people around us. So what I'd like us to think about this morning is how we keep our focus, how we keep our momentum, how we keep our action and how we keep ourselves really honed in on the reason why we're here. You might remember Mike put that up reasonably early on Saturday morning and said in effect that is our mission statement. And you remember he, might, he, he talked about the fact that it'd be, somebody had said it'd be really nice if actually it worked so it was ABC. But that's not what it's about. What it's about is being Christ-centred, about being Bible-based and about being active in love. So, good, that's supposed to be blank, that's alright. A quick test. You see, it really is sad news about Matt. Really sad news about Matt. It's even sadder news this morning because I wanted him sat there. So imagine a march beat in your head. And for those who were there on the Saturday night, imagine a march beat now going on. And imagine that as it kicks in. Can anybody remember the rhythm? I am a friend of God. I am loved by Him. I am sealed with His Spirit. His law is written on my heart. I am chosen by God. I am forgiven by Him. I am adopted as His child. I have been redeemed. Do you remember? Keep going in your minds. In fact, should we do it? One, two, three, four. I am a friend of God. I am loved by Him. I am sealed with His Spirit. His law is written on my heart. I am chosen by God. I am forgiven by Him. I am adopted as His child. I have been redeemed. I am where God lives. I am useful to Him. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am bold in Him. I am part of His vine. I am attached to Him. I am pruned by Him. In Him I can bear much fruit. I am led by God. I am capable in Him. I am able to do all things. It is Christ who strengthens me. Apart from Him, I can do nothing. And He could have helped me a little bit more with some spelling on there. That just takes me back to some great experiences of last weekend. But actually just focus in on the words. I am where God lives. I am useful to him. 
I am a minister of reconciliation. I am bold in him. Apart from him, I can do nothing. We rely completely on God. Without him, we can do nothing. We talked of relationship. We talked about entering the Holy of Holies. We showed pictures of breaking barriers. The red and white tape, do you remember? And we talked of Jesus and God sharing a meal with an individual. Make history? All together? Change eternity. That's what it's about. Make history, change eternity. Do you remember the video Dave put together? Us being history makers, not somebody else in some other church. Us being history makers. Us potentially changing eternity. For that weekend, 200 people, 400 people who walked into a park, into this church, into our crash, into our coffee morning. Do you remember the conversations? Do you remember the buzz? Do you remember the nervous energy? Do you want some more? Jesus was at work last weekend. Jesus was at work here last weekend. Jesus was also at work on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. And thank you, Lord, for this morning. All we need to do is let him in and let him do what he's good at. I'll just clear off and change the world. That's how Mike ended the session. Have we? What's the week been like? Groundbreaking? Scary? Challenging? Stepping out in faith? Focused? Christ-centred? Bible-based? Active in love? So that's why we've come here. Because it is time for us to refocus. It's time for us to have some time thinking about our Lord, thinking about our Saviour and praising and worshipping and understanding whose we are and whom we serve. That doesn't mean we're not singing any songs this morning. What that does mean is, unfortunately, there wasn't enough room to put them up. The songs we're singing are all either out of Praise the Lord or the Green Hymn Book. So please feel free to use those should you wish. All the words will be on the screen behind me, hopefully. Lord, when we meet to worship thee, before us let thy glory pass. Proclaim thy mercy, rich and free. In Jesus, may we see thy face. It is all about our focus. It's about what's driving us it's about our reason for being it is the meaning of life is that a bit deep yeah deliberately 
it is that important. I for one will stand up and say, I know I can't do this on my own. I know I can't change the world. I know I can't even change me. I can only do it through fully relying on God. Without fully putting my trust completely in Him, completely in the Lord Jesus, and letting Him guide what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I'm acting. We've got to find a way, however we do it individually, and for however many people in this room, that's going to be different ways. But we've got to find a way, every day, that opens our hearts to him. So that it affects our lives, our thoughts, our experience, our every day. Jesus centred. How many times have we sung it? And we're not going to this morning. Jesus be the centre. Jesus driven. Jesus motivated. Jesus empowered. Last weekend and many times before we've been talking about and we've talked about Jesus dwelling in us. Jesus living in us. Let's get ourselves out of the way and let's let Jesus lead. Let's do things through him, by him, because of him, not because of me, because of you, because of us. We're going to sing again. I'm going to sing, lead me Lord, lead me in thy righteousness, make thy way plain before my face. But it is Thou, Lord, Thou, Lord, only, that makest me dwell in safety. Please take a seat. We remember Him. Let's think about how we engage with Him. Let's think about how we listen to Him. Let's think about how we thank Him. How we love Him. Think about how we live with him. Let's think about how we meet Jesus every day. In the home, in our work, in our sadness, in our witness, in our conversation, in our joy. I'm going to give thanks for the bread. Great God, you have indeed led us now to the cross. And Father, we've thought about so many things this morning. 
we've reflected on the wonderful weekend that we spent together last weekend. We've also thought about those who are suffering at the moment as well. And Father, we bring so many emotions, we have so many different circumstances here in this room. Some of us are happy, some of us may be sad. Some of us are, are healthy, some of us are in need of healing. And Lord, you've led us now to the cross, to the place where we can truly think of the only thing that's constant in our lives, and that is your love. Your love shown when you sent your Son, lovely Lord Jesus, to die for us. And Father, it is that which we focus on now, that which is the most important thing in all of our lives. And we thank you so much for this bread, this bread that represents his body. We are part of that body. And Father, we thank you that Jesus allowed his body to be broken, broken for each and every one of us here on that cross. And it was on that cross that love poured out, that love overflowed from that cross through each and every one of us. And we focus on that love, that love which has saved us, Lord, and that love which is transforming us from glory to glory and conveying us into the kingdom of the Son of your love. And for this bread, for this body, we thank you so much. And it is through Jesus' name that we ask this prayer. Amen. Father God, Lord, sometimes our eyes are fixed on you and on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then others, our gaze drifts. Our gaze looks for other things, things which seem to give us more, be more attractive to us at times. And so, Lord, we need to refocus. Father, thank you for this time when we can refocus, when we can fix our eyes on you and on the Lord Jesus Christ. A time when we can hang upon him who hung upon the cross. To bathe in his tears. To nurse his wounds. Knowing that through his blood, he made our life secure. May we be inspired by that in every moment of our lives. As we work on with all his energy, which so powerfully works in us. Amen. This reading is taken from Romans 3, and the title is God Has Set Things Right. But in our time, something new has happened. What Moses and the prophets witnessed to all those years has happened. The God setting things right that we read about has become Jesus setting things right for us. 
are not only for us, but for everyone who believes in him. For there is no difference between us and them in this, since we've compiled this long and sorry record of sinners, both us and them, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God's will for us. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he puts us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus Christ. God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world to clear that world of sin. Having faith in him sets us in the clear. God decided on this course of action in full view of the public to set the world in the clear with himself through the sacrifice of Jesus, finally taking care of the sins he had so patiently endured. This is not only clear, but it's now. This is current history. God sets things right. He also makes it possible for us to live in his rightness. God did it for us to clear the world of sin. Make history, change eternity. He did. He cleared the way to set things right. We live through his righteousness. Christ-centred, Bible-based, active in love. Do you know, you are beyond condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you know that we've been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code? Do you know that we have been brought near through the blood of Christ? Do you know that we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son? Do you know we've been justified through faith and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know that we have been made perfect forever. Do you know that we have received the spirit of sonship? Do you know that we have access to the Father by one spirit? Do you know that we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus? Do you know that God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. In fact, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, 
who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. And you know, we're partners with Jesus. Just hold on that for a minute. Partners, not subordinates, partners with Jesus. You've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. God raised us up to privilege and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We will have suffering, but if we endure, we will also reign with him. God has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. And in service, God is faithful. And you know, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you and you have received from God. Charles Price wrote this. It is Christ as our Lord who directs us. And we live in submission to his authority and obedience to his commands. But it is his spirit as our life who enables us. He is our power and strength and we trust him. Stepping out into every new day and every new situation with the conviction that the one whom we obey is totally able by his indwelling Holy Spirit to accomplish his purposes. Whatever you have been, wherever you have been, as a child of God, you are a new creation in Christ. He's planned your future and all the resources you will ever need are available in the Lord Jesus Christ. Step out with confidence in him. Together, you should make it happen. It's hard when we can't see him though, isn't it? But though you've not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you today are receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls so what's the goal of your faith the certainty of the kingdom the certainty of meeting Jesus the certainty of seeing him face to face and talking with him and discussing with him and laughing with him and working with him is it a distant pipe dream no it's now the kingdom of God is within you God's house is you and me Jesus' place Jesus' dwelling place is here 
and now and we have to embrace that and we have to live through that we're going to go into a time of worship thinking about the time to come you make that what you will that can be this afternoon tomorrow next week next year it will be Christ centred it will be Bible based it will be active in love but what we will be doing is we will be sharing our history we'll be changing our eternity with our living Lord please join with me and stand and sing there is a Redeemer Jesus God's own Son precious Lamb of God Messiah Holy One praise the Lord 268 let's pray even now Father upon this earth there is a glimpse of all that is to come there's many people singing with one voice there's a harmony of many tongues we Father will confess your name you will be our only praise we so want to see Jesus Father please 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 bring him soon until that time make us work until that time make us focus until that time make us yours thank you Father Amen